Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Well, I'm delighted to be joined here from beautiful sunny southeast here in Kilkenny. Sun is shining here, I've the, I'm in the t-shirt, great weather. I'm joined by Giggles in Russellstown County Waterford, who's in a big hoodie. Is it not warm over there, Giggles? Ah, the sun's coming out now. Look how the spring lands, man, out, out in the field. Man, man, I think it is. Man, <laughs> <laughs> they're mad, they're mad in Warford. Um, we also got Shawnee on the line coming to us from Melbourne. It took Shawnee a half an hour to join this call. Some technical yeah. difficulties. You're in bad form, Shani. No, Shani, you're you're in bad form after a half an hour, and we understand, but you should be in good form overall. You've had a great week of it now, so you need to have a reset there and and I'd be ready now to talk about all good things, Cork, and how how everything's yeah. looking good again. Okay, it's been, a, it's been a good week. It's been a good week. Yeah, been a good week. So, yeah, on, on today's show we are going to have a look back at last week's hurling in Munster and look ahead to a blockbuster Sunday, um, which we're all very very excited about. Blockbuster weekend of sport, actually. And uh, Giggles tells us he's a very very good Giggles corner, and he said it's very relevant. So we'll, you know, it keeps us in the dark and on these things. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Um. Also, we're going to have a look at obviously the the games of the weekend in Leinster on the on, on the Saturday. So we'll have we'll have a look at those too. Now we did get some um, some tweets in on Academia. Tweet in from Carl Walsh up the banner. Please keep writing us off. We love it. Like they did draw. Now they didn't win. We'll get to that. We didn't really write them off. We think Clare are very very good. But yes, Carl, well done. You got a draw. You're in the hunt again for the Munster final. Uh, to tweet in from James Carney Carker back in it lads you were way off with the predictions it's kind of fair enough I suppose we were a bit off with some of them that's okay we, we, can't, we can't argue with the facts <laughs> no can't argue the facts and then um, another tweet in from Tommy O'Neill Frank Cummins and Chunky O'Brien anybody for that iconic midfield duo giggles to Kilkenny legends Frank back into the Chunky O'Brien yeah, yeah, yeah fair, yeah, fair, fair yeah. call fair call from a Kilkenny man Tommy O'Neill I heard of Frank Cummins I never heard of Chunky O'Brien yeah Chunky O'Brien very famous Kilkenny hurdler as well Frank, Frank Cummins carried him for years, but he, he kind of came out looking right after because he was his partner. But uh, probably not the duo, the iconic duo. They probably fall down with Chunky. Yeah, well, I don't know. Some people will be happy with that. Um, yeah, so there's some <laughs> tweets in. Keep the tweets coming in. Um, Academia, and also just some another tweet in from um, Don Hanley saying giggles need to be called out and predicting draws. You're constantly calling draws in your predictions. That's what he said. So he says you need to be called. <laughs> They're usually 10 to 1 to pay out the speed. <laughs> <laughs> the risk and reward. <laughs> yeah. I was far from a draw this weekend. We don't think it's Kenny, was it? Oh, no, yeah. Well, we're all yeah. off on that one. Anyway, okay, let's let's get into it and have a, a look ahead to an exciting weekend of Monster. And Shawnee's still not smiling, but hopefully he will be soon when we get talking about Cork. <laughs> Okay, we'll have to start with Cork Waterford, like, and obviously looking ahead to the weekend, we've got Cork and Tip, but Giggles and, and we've got you know Clare and Waterford. How crushed were you on at that at that match? Like, you know, from Waterford All Ireland challengers, league winners, to all of a sudden now they're dumped out of the thing on the weekend of Cork win. Yeah, and, and you're, you're, you're I, I was pretty downbeat after the game. I won't lie. I think. Like when you when you look on it as as a nearly a two and a half years since Liam Cal has come in, it's like all oh, Ireland find the great first albeit a COVID kind of year. They got to semi final and they had a strong year. They won the league. So you think a two and a half years in this guy's flying. And I, I would actually say fifty minutes of a performance because if you, if you think about it, with about ten minutes to go to half time against a Gale Force wind water about one ten to one six up, and actually looked like they were in a bit of control. And so for 50 minutes of a performance, basically, a terrible performance by Watford, and I don't think anybody would disagree with that, they've gone from number two in the country to destiny out of their own hands. Probably one of the only teams, excluding Tip, that don't have their own, like even Wexford have actually have their own destiny in their own hands, believe it or not. And if Cork beat Tip on Sunday, there's not a damn thing to do we can do about it. I was actually driving around and, and hearing that on Today FM or on RT Radio 1 for the last few days. It, it wasn't sinking in like that. That if Cork win, Watford are out, and it, and it is fairly well sunk in now. 
and we're, we're just I'll have Dara and Sean dressed up in Tipperary jerseys on Sunday when you're rolling on the Premier that's all I can do <laughs> but going back, going back to the match I was I was I was disappointed for the team themselves because I think they're better than that they didn't have the intensity that they had all year and all the last two years they let Cork walls around them and I think one of the kind of like the giveaways was like Jamie Harnady had a great game, fair play to him. But three of the five points he scored were from a standing position. Like that that's not the Watford team we've known over the last two and a half years to allow a player to shoot from a standing position. And three of his points were Ruth won't work, Cork manned up, maybe Watford were expecting a soft game and didn't turn up. But the end result was Cork were, were at least a six point better team than them at the weekend. Can't argue with that. And and Shawnee, just to bring, yeah, you know, just... bring her on that way, hold 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 fire. I want to say to you is we talked about lads stepping up and leaders and who would come and where the character would be. And if you have to say they all stepped up across the field, didn't yeah. they? Didn't they? And and I know you're going to go in on it, but for giggles is I think when a team at that those levels go. Cork went up, we'll say, maybe 20% from where they had been, I would say, across the board. And Waterford probably only went down maybe 5 But going down 5% and a team going up like that, it's, it's a golf then. It ended up being a golf, and, and Waterford looked way off the pace. Cork were just on song all, everywhere. They were, and there was, there was a bit of, you know, there was a bit of meanness about their play as well. And, like, if you go back to the, like, and, and based on the prediction, like, was based off the league final as well and the way Cork were going all year and like they monstered them out of it in the league final but Cork were doing all that in in the game down Walsh Park at the weekend they were they were up in their faces like they can you know they got in the face and asked them Gleason and probably led to the sending off you know he, you know he should be used to that by now but anyway they were all at it like Downey was at it all the time and he's very good at that Sean O'Donoghue didn't give Desi an inch like they just no. did like he has the feet to stay with him like um, but like Dara Fitzgibbon, like you're right because they, he had they, he had loads of time as well. Like and whereas in the league final, they were all pushing up them, giving them no space, getting into contact straight away. Something Cork were were you know falling apart with from the the Clare and the Limerick game, where any time they pushed up on them, gave them no space. Cork were back in the back foot, but seem seemingly Cork came out and set the pace this time. But it was a strange game watching it as well because I always expected Waterford to come back. You know, I just like, I was like, I was just, I didn't believe it until it was over. I didn't have the belief going in. I was texting giggles you know, before the game. I said, Jim McCallan is in. I said, well, sure, that's another, you know, that's another five or six points we're going to lose by. I just did not expect it at all. And the more the game wore on, I did have, you know, I did have, you know, you had confidence in the way things were going. When I saw Pat Horgan going off, I was like, oh God, we're gone here now. I, I was full sure, like, surely you have, you know, your marksman on the pitch. Even if he does get a loose ball out, he'd put it over the bar. But the game turned again, and they went up another gear when he went off. And uh, the link play that Tim O'Mahony had was brilliant. Was brilliant, like. yeah, was brilliant. I mean, so I just felt like I just thought um, Waterford were going to come back. And with Montgomery came on, they made their change as well, and they made a big impact as well. In fairness, like the subs from Waterford outside of outside of. Um, uh, Lions who came on midfield I thought Montgomery, Montgomery <coughs> made a massive difference yeah. in the game yeah, and Shane Bennett was strong when he, but Shane if, Bennett if, sorry he was your guy yeah. if you, made if you said Austin Gleeson was sent off and Stephen Bennett and Desi Hutchin or Desi, uh, Stephen Bennett and Patrick Curran would be taken off yeah. and Desi Hills like, it, was, it was perfect and, and they yeah. did they played really well but I think I think it was probably, and this isn't to go harsh on them now, free takers are always kind of up, they're the heroes and then they're the villains, but that, that's why they put themselves in the position. But I think the three frees Stephen Bennett missed in the second half both deflated Waterford a lot, but also just gave Cork huge confidence to think, actually, this crowd aren't coming back at us today. We're just going to go on and drive on and win the match now. And I think he was... Um, if, He's if really was, flattered to deceive, though, isn't he, Stephen Bennett? Well, he, he, he hasn't played well since the league final. He hasn't. Yeah. I don't think he scored from play since the league final. Maybe he got... He, he, was, he, he set up really good goal for, for Jack Pendergast's goal against Limerick. He did, he did play relatively mm. well in that game. But he was burning lads in the league yeah. final. Yeah, walk on I genuinely think, and I, I said it last week, it's... Welsh Park does not suit Waterford. You did. Yeah. Despite the fact yeah, that they win, I'm not playing with the pitch. The pitch this... is the same fairway. 
It did, it did suit Cork, right? It actually, in particular, it suited Jamie Harnady, right? Jamie Harnady doesn't have the legs anymore. Long puck out, catch the thing, throw it over the bar. Doesn't have, the, isn't the best striker of the ball, so he's well, close Giggles, to the goal. Well, the space, the space, though, then, count, Jamie Harnady was, like you said, was hitting shots in standing positions in a pitch that hit, that's 80 metres wide. There's nearly no excuse for no one to be close to you in that. You, know, you shouldn't have oh, space in Walsh Park. <laughs> so, and, and the other thing, if you watch the game, in particular in the second half, right, Waterford, if you think about it, with the wind only scored eight points in the second half. Like, that's a terrible return. But if you actually watched how the team set up, I would say six to even seven of the Waterford players were inside the Cork 45. So, from an attacking perspective, Waterford's forwards were very crowded. And you look down the other end of the field and there was all the space. And that just naturally happened. So, the Waterford half-hour line weren't going back looking for the ball. And... Look, hindsight's a great thing, but if I was, to, uh, and I said it to the person who was standing beside me, I was at the match, and I was like, second half, with the wind, I would have put Austin Gleeson back in the half-back line. He would have scored six or seven points from half-back. He wouldn't have had the, the, the back wrecking his head to try to get him sent off. And he would have had the freedom of the park, which hindsight's a great thing. They hadn't done that all year, but Watford created no space for themselves, not blaming the pitch or writing him. It was the same pitch for both. Whereas the fact that Watford were so crowded into forwards meant that odd space was there for Cork and yeah. I felt sorry for Conor Gleeson uh, in particular because he was just left exposed when I'm one with Connolly for the whole game yeah like it, it yeah I, I think it, you know there's conversations around not to focus too much on the pitch but should Warford just concede home advantage and play their games in Turles because like even I've seen the programme for the weekend Eagles as Walsh Park is they're going to redevelop it you know, over a number of phases with some seats and new terrace, but is the pitch going to get wider? Is that part of the conversation? I don't, I don't think so. Look, it, it go, it, this is a bigger debate. Like, you talk about successful counties being successful, basically the county board is lined with the county management, is lined with the team and everyone's going in the same direction. The Watford County Board is still a, a nonsense because there's still an eastern board and a western board, and the western board want Fairfield to be the field, which is a bigger, better field. The Eastern Lads, West Park is the, is the home, of, home of hurling, and there's never an agreement. So what you've left is two half-hour stadiums, two half, two stands, one, one in Dungarvan, one in Watford. You, ha- you have to build out the pitch. You can't play hurling on a, on a pitch that's per metre squared in the bottom three in the, in the country, including football pitches like Mullingar is way bigger than it. Clonus is way bigger than it. Athletic grounds is way bigger than it. It's, it's, it's crazy. But that didn't lose in the game. On Sunday, they were unbe- unbeaten in 12. They didn't turn up and probably were 5 to 10% off where they normally are. Leave your dead right. And Cork were up 20%. And I think you just have to say fair play to Cork. They were they were, yeah. they were were excellent on the day. I, I think one, one thing, I might be a bit biased on this for my own club, man, but I thought Carlock Daly had Darius Gibbon taken out of the game um, for the first half. They brought, they took him off because he wasn't in the game. He two balls dropped short for, for points and fairness to him. But then Dara Fiskeeper got the freedom to place and He ruled the roost mm. in the second half. Mm. Peter, Hogan, second half. Peter yeah. Hogan wasn't up to it. Um, I don't think he hadn't played any league game. He hadn't played a game since Bally Gunner won the All-Ireland. That was a competitive game. And Dara Fiskeeper ran all over him. I don't think Jamie Barron was fully fit either. He, he didn't seem to be in the game at all. What did you um, say last week about him? Yeah, you I said he was flying. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did, yeah. Well, that one I was wrong on, definitely. He, he, he couldn't get into the game whatsoever. Um, Austin Gleeson, to be fair to him, he got sent He was off. good. He, he was very bait, good. But Jesus, he yeah. was brilliant. And he was hitting. He was very good. He was aggressive. And he was he, he was the one lead. And Callum Lyons was quite good as well, to be fair yeah. to But outside that, it's hard to find positives in the Watford performance. And, and, and Sean, you now looking at Cork and Tip for Sunday... With destiny in your own hands. Cork have no hope. No hope. <laughs> That's saying it was funny. It was the first time we ever tipped against Cork ever in the five years yeah. we've, we've been doing the podcast. <laughs> and um, the first time they won. And, 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 <laughs> and, and they won. But like, Tipper, if you're Tip now, right, Tip do have a chance on Sunday. Albeit, oh, yeah. albeit a, a long chance of getting through. If the results go right for them and they can get a, a win against Cork, and it's an eight, I think it's an eight-point win they need to get. Is that right, Giggles? With, they need to win by seven points, which would get them ahead of Cork. But then Waterford have to lose by seven points as well. Okay, so they need a few things Tip to go to for win by seven. Yeah, yeah. They or need, if they win by nine, if they win by nine, the margin for another team to lose it comes down yeah. naturally enough. That's so, max, max, yeah. so it's not a twenty-point win, right? So it's not impossible. Tip over in Turles, they've had a you know a shocking year. 
um, you know, they had a 60-minute performance against Limerick, which was quite good. Like, they would love nothing more than to upset things on Sunday. You know, plus they're, they're playing for a win that they, they haven't got. So, wh- while I think Cork are primed well for this, it's 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 going to be a, like a, a titanic battle, I think. Because Tipper are not going to give yeah. it to him handy. They're not going to give it to him handy at all. Yeah, like, uh, absolutely. I'm Like, this is worse. This is the worst game of the year now, like, because it's do or die now. And, like, we didn't have any hope last weekend, but now this weekend, everything, the whole thing is on the line. It's all in our hands. And as, as Giggles was saying earlier on, like, I mean, that must be the most, <clears throat> the most disheartening thing is, like, you're completely out of control now. It is totally on this result what's going to happen. And, like, we've had experiences, you know, Go, like and those player, a lot of those players playing under twenty one and under twenties, where they're always, you know, favoured to beat these Tipperary teams, and they're always getting turned over. And I just, I have that in the back of my head at the moment in terms of Tipperary teams can do this, have done this to Cork teams in the, in the recent past, where we're expected to win and we don't win, and we've seen how, you know, how much we, you know, going for off the league. I guess the league form we had this year and going into the championship, we had fairly high expectations going into the championship and now is the time to deliver. And look, it is going to be a very tight game. I don't, I don't see this as being totally one-sided at all. I don't think it's certainly not um, a done deal in terms of Cork um, perspective. And we still have those questions, you know, in our mind um, about that Cork defence as well in terms of the half-back line. Is that settled now? In fairness, Joyce was very good the last day. I think he's growing in stature and he looked very aggressive the last day. Um, Coleman, he's half-back. He's under 20 as well, Sean. I didn't realise that. Yeah. He's third year playing under 20 this year if he didn't play for the seniors. And you're right, he, he was fantastic at the weekend. He the thing was, though, well. like Cork still give away a couple of those cheap scores as well coming out of the half-back line or coming out of the full-back line and trying to play the ball up. They would still give away at least four to six points um, to Water for doing that, and I just hate looking at it because it looks absolutely dreadful. And that, um, that is a worry. That is a worry because I can tell you, being at the game, right? Mark Coleman was sold out once. He was able to go back, bounce the ball, come back around, and have a look up. Waterford weren't in the Cork half-back line space mm. like they were in the league final, turning them over and getting scores. Like if if Cork. Cork came up a little bit, right, when we were being asked about it, probably not 20%. If Cork had put in that performance that they did against Waterford, against Limerick, they would have been murdered. Mm. But, like, yeah. That is a fact. They, they would have got caught on the, on the, on the half-forward line. Waterford were probably actually thinking about it now, we're down way more than 5 or 10%. They just weren't aggressive whatsoever with Cork. But and, on, and they, on, the, on, on the flip side, though, and I go back to last year's, last year's championship, when Cork got a run, you know, they, yeah. they got the one, they get the bit of conference going. You know, they would have shaken off, you know, all the the the, the overcoaching and the uh, Tony cooks in the kitchen on the line and all this kind of stuff has all gone out the window now. And it's a completely different weekend now coming into this one. And they have a pep in their step, like Harry will be floating on air all, all week, you know, fellas like that. I mean, what are they, are they going to start him with Manny? Are they going to play him? Would they play him to the forward? Um, I don't know what they're going to do. Um, Cahillan, will he stay in the other half-back line position? He probably will now. They'll probably start with the, uh, more or less the six backs again. It's it's from there up. I don't know. Kingston has to start. Um, I don't know why I he wasn't started. Yeah, but I know. I think you keep him in reserve. He always does, he always does better coming out yeah. of the bench. And he's got yeah. such pace and he's got a point to prove. I, I, I'd keep I him. Would, I'd hold him. I'd hold yeah. him. I wouldn't start him. I think he's phenomenal, man. I, probably, I, I think. I think. I think you you do start Patrick Horgan. I don't know does Horgan give you as much coming off the bench. He's either going to have a class game, and you'll know that after twenty minutes, or you're going to be whipping him off after half time again and bringing on Tim O'Mahony, who again gives huge impetus into the forward line. Um, maybe Shane Barrett doesn't start. Maybe maybe Tim O'Mahony starts instead of Shane Barrett and put him in foot forward and have Hoggy in the corner and Alan Cadigan in the other corner. And with 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 Connolly and Tim O'Mahony, you can launch high ball in there. But you'll you be guaranteed. Um, what's his name? will go straight to Connolly this weekend, and yeah, um, Carl Barrett. Yeah, yeah. I think I think like I think Tip really are going to come in under the radar here. Oh um, yeah. And I don't know what kind of, it's 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 interesting to see what kind of crowd it's going to be like. Cork Tip in a game deciding game for Munster should be forty thousand. That right. 
I'd be surprised if there's going to be 20,000 that. Which is weird, I think. Cause I think really, really, yeah. I th- like Cork will bring. I think Cork will bring a bigger crowd than Tip. I really do. I think it's going to be a strange match. I think Tip, the Tip fans have given up on Tip, um, even after the Limerick performance. I was, quite, I, was, I was quite, I was quite shocked by the amount of Cork people down in Waterford actually for them. For them, I was like, you know, pulled in the car, expected to see um. Only water people. There was a huge amount of Cork support there. Um, huge yeah, amount of Cork yeah, support. So Cork will bring a crowd. Tip probably, I think you're right, Liam. Most people have written off Tip in their yeah. head and think that they won't do a job here. But I, I, think they will, I think they are going to do a job. I'm going to, could, you, could you imagine if Tip win by six points and Waterford lose by two points? Uh, Waterford lose three games in a row and still qualify. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that shows how poor that Munster Championship is that you could get through and that, you know four points and a shit score difference gets you through like it just, it just shows how weak Munster is at the moment I suppose how competitive I would say Liam uh, but <laughs> you're, you're reckoning an upset Liam do you I, 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 I think an upset there, yeah? uh, I think an upset yeah I do I think an upset I, I, I just I really feel that there's just like there was the kick in Cork which we thought you know will there be this kick there was a kick Tip had a kick for 60 minutes if they bring that to Cork against and they can keep 80% of it for 70 minutes what they brought against Limerick I yeah. think they'll have enough to get over the line now I don't think Tipperary are great any great chips but I really feel they they have a real chip on their shoulder they, like for them to go the whole way through without winning the game that's unheard of like I, mean, I, don't, yeah. I know Waterford has happened Waterford before in this right and wrong but Tip you know they're a very br- proud county um, I'd hate to see him win. I'd love to see him gone. Don't get me. Don't get you know. I'm, I, I'd be hoping Cork win, but uh, you're hoping for a tip win and a Watford win, and um, Watford go through. Is that what you're hoping for? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, I, I actually think Tip are going to win by, by two points. That's my prediction. Jeez. Yeah, no, no, that's a f- and like that could well happen. I mean, like if if I reckon if Tip bring to this game what they brought to the Limerick game, there is. There's all, all the possibilities are going to win, and I'd say they would definitely trouble Cork in a lot of ways. And I don't, I don't know if we'd have the answer for them. Going off, I guess the momentum and going off, you know, that is this a season turner, or is it just masking what um, there, that there is a debacle in in the Cork setup? Uh, will be will be known this weekend. I'm, uh, I should go and. And back against them, just to try and go with uh, my farm this year of tipping teams. But I'm, I think they will win. I think they will get over the line. I think they'll find a way. I think they just they have that little bit of confidence now. I, their forwards are seem to be on song. I, th- I think that back line is starting to get some bit of stability in there. I still think number three is still a problem, but I like the way Joyce is going. We need a big game from Mark Coleman. Massive game we need from him. He's been so quite all year. Um. Yeah, and uh, so why yeah, for, I'd say a, why a three for, point three win for Cork. I'd, yeah, okay. giggles. It's going to be a very small margin. Four point win for Cork. Cork to get a bit of momentum and watch out everyone else. I think Watford would beat there in the other game. I know we got that. I, th- I think, but but in this one, four point win for Cork. I think Tip will put it up to him, but Tip don't have the forwards at the moment. James Callan has gone, Bubbles has gone, Jason Ford is injured. Yeah. Um, John McGrath's out injured. No, like Noel McGrath can't be Cork on their own. The Cork backs, some of their man markers, Shannon Dunn, who as he said, Joyce, they, they will be they will be solid. Um they'll take the danger men away from Tipperary. Tip will Who are the danger forwards though? Kyo? No, well Kyo is good for goals, right? Or yeah, he's he, Mark Kyo's, he's a goal threat at the corner forward from Nina, what's his name? Um he was under twenty two years ago. Strikes off the left. He looks like Dark Harbour, but the other helmet can't think of the yeah. game. He he's get, like Tip Tip are good to get in for goals. Your man Joe Brown has had two fantastic games. Yeah, looks, he's looks very light. Yeah. Looks very light, mind you, but he, he has had two fantastic games. No one will be able to hit the freeze and they'll score from from loose ball, no doubt. Um, but I think if I think Cork will bring the intensity they brought to Watford even further because they have the confidence now. Um, I can't see anything but a Cork win by four points. Okay, very good, very good. And obviously, Giggles, we're over to Ennis then. Are, are you go- Are you travelling? No, I'm, I've been waiting at the weekend in Killarney so oh, to get no. to Ennis. What time is the wait? Does it interfere with the match? The wedding? 
No, no, it doesn't snow. It's on Wednesday, Friday, but you know, with, with kids and our ah, Kegels, season the season defining game. You need to be making your way back up to in Spania. Look, um, I, I, if I was going to Ennis, I'd love to go up on the front on the, on the Saturday night. I'd say it'd be great crack up there, and I think a good water crowd will yeah, travel. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, clear, clear, obviously, so, clear, so, massive. Obviously, massive massive is not suspended or anything. No, like two, two yellows, yellows, two yellows. No, if, if, you know had, no. if you know he had a red already in the year, that's that's fine. Yeah. Was it sending off giggles? So, if you look at both of them, right, the first one was a late shoulder. I think in all of the games that we've seen this year, if you do a late shoulder, you get a yellow card. So that's consistent. And in the second one, Robert Downey was pulling at him all day and Gleason didn't catch the puck out. There was a niggle from Downey. Austin pulled him down. Austin probably realised when he pulled him down that he fuckers from what I'm after doing here. He put the hands out and there was a bit of a schmazzle, but... He, he, he did get himself involved in this. I, I do think it was unlucky, but on each, it's not like Gerard Hegarty, lads. So, like, Gerard Hegarty was wronged on, on two occasions. Like, he, 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 he was wronged, but the second one is quite hard when the Clare lad reacted the way, I don't know what was the name of the Clare player. When the Clare player reacted like that, and I don't think Gerard Hegarty did anything in that, but he did have, a, there was a hand move, we'll say, like, you know, there was a movement of hands. But, he, it, it was very hard from them like the, the clear player was disingenuous in his reaction and that's what done him yeah so uh, like, they say Gerald Hegarty a dangerous use to early the man is about 6 foot 8 and he uses a lot early right so it does look ag- aggressively like he's swinging it around but he's not doing it too much differently to many other people he, it's his size and I think the clear back was played a shocker like that is that is worse than what you see in the Premiership. He totally dived down looking to get him sent off. If you come back to haunt him, 100% these things come around. Um, Gerald Hegarty, when he got the first yellow card, for nobody knows. He took a quick sideline, and David, David yeah. McInerney put down yeah, his early. Yeah. That was, that was a joke, yeah. absolute joke. Um, and then, when like, you're right, we don't have the benefit, or the referees don't have the benefit of replays. So when he did kind of swing, even though he pulled out, hit your man's early, that clash of the ash, that's what you're taught when you're six years of age when you're up to pitch. Clash of the Ash, hurdles are going to hit hurdles. Um, he ran into the, the bloody umpires. He had a nightmare. And well, I went he had a nightmare. Um, he had a nightmare. None of them could have told him anything that he didn't know himself. And then he didn't see it. So he made the wrong decision. It was, it was a poor refereeing performance in that, in that instance. Did it affect the game? I think it did. I think Denver could have went on to win it if Gerald Hegarty was on the field. And that changes the whole dynamic of this weekend. So, as a Waterford person, I got back from Wells Park to watch the match. I was roaring for Limerick, naturally enough. Just keep our own fate in our own hands. If, if we went up and played Clare, with Clare having lost Limerick, we would have had our own fate in our own hands. The minute I finished it, and I could feel a draw coming, and they drew in the league as well. And I was like, you know what, the draw would be a total disaster. Which it turned out to be, and I think that had a, a, an impact on the end of the game. In saying that, I think it was a cracking match, a brilliant match. I think one of the best two, matches we've had so far. Two, I, I would agree with you, yeah, absolutely. Fire and brimstone, not too high scoring. All the scores were were earned. Um, really Limerick clear game, and this is actually a quite big pitch, even though it looks small. Apparently, it's the same size as Turles, dimensions wise. So there was a bit of space. Tony Kelly put on a masterclass. Dermot Burns put on a masterclass. I had a fancy hurling and was like that. Um, but he, I still think Limerick are missing Aaron Gillan, Keen Lynch, Casey's going to be back by all accounts from that team. Darrell Donovan was having a fantastic year. So if you took Peter Duggan, Shane O'Donnell, Tony Kelly, and uh, I, I don't know, it's, your man the back out of clear. Ron Hayes. <laughs> What are they going to do? They'd be a different looking team. So I think Clare are stepping up. I think we get the Leinster later. I think Kenny and Galway are, are kind of coming in nicely under the radar. Both of those teams with a similar kind of mentality around hard work, etc. It'd be interesting to see the Munster and Leinster clashes later in the season and see where we're at on that. But I do think Clare are entering the top four territory now, probably with Galway and Kilkenny, given that Waterford are... are Pretty much out of the championship now, based on Cork winning by four points at the weekend. <laughs> yeah, and so, but uh, the, the big thing for Clare, though, for this match for 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 you guys is, do Clare rest players? Like, do you go right? Yeah. We have a monster final. We're bank. We're we're done. Do you 
do you give lads games where you go, do you know what, lads, we need to keep momentum going. We want to keep the way we're playing going. Like, what do you do? It is kind of a tough one. Um, I, I think one, one player there in particular, Tony Kelly will not play on Sunday. He can't play on yeah. Sunday. He's, he's just back from injury, if you think about it. He had the operation. He's absolutely flying it. He's up to game practice. He doesn't need to play. He will not be playing. I can't. Like, Tony Kelly goes over and rolls his ankle against Watford and he's carrying an injury for the rest of the year. Oh, disaster. And, and, and they know Watford are going to be coming looking for a result. I think the likes of Peter Logan, Shane O'Donnell, few of the guys who haven't had much game time over the last couple of years and then some of their subs that are coming back like Shane maybe McCarthy he'd be dying to get them into the game so I think what you might see is something akin to what Limerick did i.e. don't pull out the B team but maybe take three or four lads off who could do the rest and, and give them the rest for the Munster final the Munster final will be two weeks after that game so I think um I, I think we won't see Tony Kelly. I think we'll see a reasonably strong player team. Uh, I think we'll see Watford up for the fight because I think it's in them and I think they'll be hugely disappointed. They'll put in a performance. I think Watford will win in Ennis. Um, but it may not matter. Shawnee, who's going to win? Yeah, I, I, I think I think Claire put the cue in the rack and, and, and wait for Munster final at this stage. I'd say... Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're going to put out. They're going to rest a few players. I'd say, and and or maybe move fellas around um, to give them a, a different space in the field. I think Waterford win. Um, I don't think Clare are going to are going to turn over Waterford this weekend. Um, it's a bit of a nutting game, really, isn't it? Um, for Clare, Waterford win. Yeah, Waterford win by four or five points. I reckon. I'm going. I'm going to go for Clare. I'm being controversial with my picks this weekend but I think Clare do have huge momentum yeah, they'll definitely rest a couple of players I agree I think Tony Kelly is one who, will, who won't feature but I feel I feel there'll be a massive crowd in Clare again this weekend for that like they're loving things being back another game in, in Ennis they was, it was pretty much mm. sold out against Limerick it'll be tough for Waterford to get a result up there it's going to be tough for them to tur- I, turn out like you know if, but, if, you're, if, you're, if your predictions come true and we get a, a two point win for tip and a one-point win for Clare. I'll take that right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. But the thing, like, the thing is, like, Liam Cal was pretty angry at the end of the last last match. Like, he's going to have Waterford absolutely tearing down the door up in Innes at the weekend. I, I reckon know. I reckon Waterford are going to come out with, with their A game this weekend and definitely turn over Clare. That's what I'm basing it on. Yeah, cause I, know, say, I know, but, like, it's Liam like... Liam like, I'd say, was very... But sure, it's like, you know, Limerick, the last... Lost to Cork. You said they didn't need to win the Limerick game. If you go back to that quote, Johnny, like you, you look back at these things, like you know, like and all I'm of a sudden, and all I'm of a, just build them up. Yeah, but then all of a sudden, if you've not, you're you're in huge trouble. If you win, you might even get, you know get through. Like so, it's like I don't know. I think Waterford have flattered to maybe they flattered to deceive. We've bought, we've bought, you know, we didn't buy into the hype last year. We did it. We we predicted rightly, but I I don't know. Liam Cal. He's taking his money and he's running back to tip the coach next year. If you know, I think he could be done. Oh, this could be, could be the end of his, end of his budget if he, if he loses this year. You know, if they get knocked out, it would be interesting I to see. Know, I don't think he would. I, I don't think. I don't think he'd be running. I, I think in fairness to him, uh, he's done a great job. Like if you think about, he has it, done a great job. Okay, if you don't get out Munster, if you don't get out Munster, that's not a good job. Agree, 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 agree. hundred percent. This year it won't be, and it'll be down to like let's say they beat Clare, right? Let's say they beat Clare well. This they'll have had a great monster campaign with the exception of 50 minutes against Cork and that would have cost them that, that's how yeah. that's how so nice so. this round robin is yeah, yeah it is so and, yeah. and look we talk about Leinster in a while like Leinster could be equally as unforgiving this weekend oh, and there's Kilkenny may not qualify Dublin may not yeah. qualify we'll get to that hold your powder we'll get to that we'll get to that alright we got we got a fantastic Eagles corner according to Eagles so let, let's get into that a phenomenal man that has contributed so much to Waffle Hurling over the last 20 years. And if every fella gave what he gave, who knows what we would have won. That's a huge one. All the way in. But once again, Ken McGrath standing strong, indestructible at number six. He retrust in the parker. He didn't flick either and lead or the stock in the live because he cuss and draw and cool because he done. Being Ken McGrath himself. We've been unlucky not to be in all Ireland. But I don't think that defines any of our generation. We've been involved in some of the best games of all time. 
we lifted a whole generation of hurling people in Waterford. We have from Northern Ireland, but I'll be honest, the team will be remembered. We're watching one of the great artists of our time. Hey, Kim McGrath, right, Giggles, what have you got for us? There's something about when you, you, you do commentary in Australia, it just sounds brilliant. They constantly throw a cool, obviously, dull. <laughs> you, you just feel the passion of it. Kim McGrath, we could do with him. Could have done with him for a bit of fire in the brimstone. And fairness, Austin Gleeson probably does model himself off his game, can play in four players in the back, centre back. And they're probably similar. Two of them were fairly naughty on the field. Um, and they have the skills. But anyway, this this Kim is my <laughs> Well, yeah, you give it a lot more back then. So what I did was I put up the top 10 miraculous escapes is probably the wrong word, but kind of Houdini acts to kind of get to a victory point that I've seen over the last maybe 15, 20 years. Um, hoping that Watford will have one this weekend. <laughs> right. So I think very relevant. So at, at number 10, I'm going to start with the Kerry footballers of 2009. They got beaten by Cork in the Munster Championship. They went and they nearly lost to Longford in the first round of the qualifiers. They were lucky to get away. They got a penalty in the last minute against Sligo in the next round of the qualifiers to win by a point. Sligo missed the penalty in that game and they went on to win the All-Ireland. Should have been out of the championship. Um, Ron the Piss, famously, Tomas O'Shea and... Was it the Gooch were dropped by Jack O'Connor for one of the games because they went on to drink like two serious all-stars, but they managed to get out of it and they won the All-Ireland, right? So that's my only football one I think I have in here. So I said I'd get that in at number 10. <laughs> no, number nine, I've got the Tipperary Hurlers in 2019. They got an absolute hockey against Limerick in the Munster final. They leash nearly gave them a great game in the preliminary game after Leach had beaten Dublin in the quarterfinal. They were out against Wexford in the semi-final, five points down with 10 or 15 minutes to go, a man down. They turned it around and then they, they, they sunk your own Kilkenny in the final game and became All-Ireland champions. In terms of, if you look back on it, there was a lot of turning points there in that season for them and they were lucky, but in terms of a miraculous escape or a kind of a unusual set of circumstances that them in there is number nine. Yeah, bricks. Number eight, Limerick Hurlers in 2007, hammered by water in the Munster final uh, after going through the trilogy with Tipperary in the Munster semi-final three, it went to three games, but they got in the back door, they met Watford, had no in the semi-final, had no hope, and bang, 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 five goals in another in the semi-final, there was no hope for Watford, and Limerick from 2007, after losing the Munster final by 11 points, came back and got to another final, they didn't win it, but... No one was expecting them to win that. That's what I have in at number eight. Number seven, I have the Wexford Hurlers in 2004. So the game is over. Kenny were going to the Leicester final. Peter Barry caught the ball under the crossbar. All he had to do was get rid of it. And Mike Jacob, Mick Jacob came in, the famous lockdown. Bang, roof net, Brian Cody falls to his knees behind the goal. Yeah. And the post. That was a miraculous escape for, yeah, for Wexford. Yeah. Uh, one, 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 of the, one of the days where the Cats didn't use their nine lives. Um, number six, I had the Dublin Hurlers in 2019. So entering the game, everyone was pretty confident. Galway, Wexford, Kilkenny were going through to the All-Ireland Series. Galway were playing Dublin in Parnell Park. Galway were home and hosed. And Dublin put on a bit of a comeback in the second half. Beat Galway to get through and then have Kilkenny and Wexford draw oh. to cement the fact that they got through to the other series and Galway were knocked out. An impossible or unconceivable set of results that we look forward to seeing if you're a Watford supporter this weekend, but did happen in 2019. So um, that was Dublin Hurlers. I'll move quickly then. Clare in 2013 went out in a whimper in the Munster final against Cork, not playing particularly well. Played Wexford, who were a poor Wexford team at the time in the other quarterfinal, went to extra time. After that game against extra time, they had the famous My Waddy and Biscuits at Davies House. They went on to beat a fancy Limerick team in the semi final, and to beat Cock in a replay in the other final. Nobody saw it coming, clear other than champions in 2013. Everyone thought they'd kick on from that, they haven't, but a lot of those players are still around in this clear team, so you wouldn't write them off. So that's in at number five. In number four, I have Waterford 2004. Milan sent off. 
cock on a high bringing them to the promised land they're in full flight and Paul Flynn Dan Shanahan Kim McGrath all step up ruined the party what for win the Munster final thought that Cork still into promised land Cork still won that Ireland next year yeah, <laughs> we, we dominated and suspended for the, for the Kilkenny final but that was one of those days that, that was the favourite my most favourite memory of ever being at a match being at that match that was from before number three number three is an interesting one not many people might be aware, but Clarenbridge in 2010 and 2011, there was uh, four teams in the group. They lost their first, the five teams in the group, they lost their first two championship games in Galway. Top two and the best third place out of the other three groups went through to the quarterfinals. They drew their third game after being seven points down and they won their last game, which everyone expected to have, which meant that they got the last quarterfinal spot in the Galway Championship and they should have been out. But after that, they went on to win Galway, win win an unbelievable Titanic battle against De La Salle that went to extra time in an all Ireland semi-final. And they went on then to beat O'Loughlin Gales handsomely in the final. And a couple of our former teammates, Paul Callan and Brian Burke, went on to collect all Ireland medals. Unfortunately, both of them had them both kept in their left pocket for the whole times, which meant that their hips on both their left had to, had to get an operation and they're, <laughs> they're both goose now. And, uh, so that's number three, Cambridge, 2010-2011. Number two, I don't need to describe the game, but awfully in 1994, they had five points down, three or four minutes, scored two six in the, in, in the last three minutes plus extra time to win the All-Ireland easily against Limerick. An absolute, the miracle match they call it, so it is a miraculous escape. And at number one, I've gone for awfully again. I think this was a bigger miraculous escape, to be honest. Uh how they managed to pick Babs Keating as their manager, we'll never know, but they got absolutely annihilated by about five goals from Kilkenny in a Leinster final. Crow Park was under construction at the time. Um, Babs walked out on him, or the boys got rid of him, whatever. Johnny Pickens and the lads, they brought in a guy called Michael Bond, teacher from Ardran, who would have been unknown in management circles and is still relatively unknown, hasn't done anything really since. But they went down a bit of a roller coaster where they were beaten by Clare. <laughs> after a replay but Jimmy Cooney forgot to blow the whistle or blow the whistle too early, too early. so they got a, a third match and then they played Kilkenny they had their best player the best player arguably of all time or one of one of them anyway dying with the flu getting absolutely roasted by Brian McAvoy in the first half they throw him up full forward he gets one six hundred the year man in the match win the All-Ireland absolutely yeah. crazy scene so to all the Waterford fans out there, maybe even the Wexford lads, there's hope, lads. There is hope, but <laughs> we'd have to be praying to God that uh, something like that happens this weekend. Very that good. Was my own, that was very good. Just, I, I did think you might put in the Kenny Tip 2009 All Ireland, not so much as a, a, a miracle on a set of events, but that turning point in that game when Tip looked like they kind of probably had that All Ireland and there was the, the two goals in 30 seconds, kind of. We, we, we'll put that in next week for disgraceful refereeing decisions <laughs> about the penalty and the non-free out. <laughs> yeah, but no, excellent one to tend there. Good flavour in there. You forget some of those moments like mm. like the Offaly one is a ridiculous one, really, that other than the 98 one. I remember being the Kilkenny supporter going to that match. We were, we were delighted that Offaly bet Clare in that third match, we'll say. I remember going to Turles cheering for Offaly. Yeah, and when, course, you, yeah, when you do when you do that, then always comes back to bite you as well. And yeah, lost that Ireland in ninety eight, which is a bad one really. When you look when you look back and I put um, what a win for Offaly that that what was. And look at them now; they've had nothing since, obviously. But look at that monster or that Leinster final they had the other day in Port. There was twelve thousand in Port yeah. at wow. the Leinster final. Like that is it's, incredible. Yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. All right, excellent Giggles Corner. Get your feedback into at GadayGA on Twitter, Instagram, and GadayGA at gmail.com. And now, the poor relation, um, Leinster Hurling. Giggles has got five minutes left before he has his hard stop, but he's going to have to push out. He's meeting a quarter. I'm actually, I pushed it out to 12. Come on, Giggles. You can't be giving poor old Leinster five minutes for Leinster. Yeah, five minutes for Leinster at the end. All right, and Johnny's just barely hanging in there with us, but hang in there, Sean. We're nearly there. I'm fine. So what's life supposed to be about, baby? Get free up your vibe and stop acting crazy. Reminisce for all the good times daily. Why you trying to pose like I can't be acting shady? The ball hands out the far side to Henry Shefflin. Henry has a look. Henry puts it over. There it is.
Chelsea has Sean Spike, Mrs. McGuinness. Pick that one out. Pick the bones out of that one, Mrs. McGuinness. Cusack is not still in now. Yeah, so we have Saturday night, 6 o'clock. We have Kilkenny Wexford in Nolan Park and we have Galway Dublin up in Pierce Stadium. Um, like uh, I do think they're equally as intriguing with the permutations. Equally that, you know, I think Kilkenny could lose on Saturday night to Wexford and be gone, depending on other, other results. So... You know, and I am I am worried. I am worried if we start there. I am worried about Saturday. I know Kenny have had a, a very convincing win against um, Dublin at the weekend, way more than what we what we thought. I was up at the game, very very tight first half, not much in it, and I couldn't believe what happened in the second half when the goal the goals are you know those two goals went in and the way Dublin capitulated, it was disgraceful from Dublin. Really, they all just fully stopped it was I thought Kenny were good but they made them look like all stars which they're not it was it was it was a sh- I think it was a really really poor reflection on, on Dublin I, yeah and I think just just to explain to everyone basically the worst case scenario for Kilkenny is that they lose to Wexford right fair enough You'd, the most unlikely set of events that could happen right I think we said this before and it came true in so we won't we, 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 we try to jinx you I'll have that five hundred dollars earlier than I think, but uh, <laughs> um, Wexford to beat Kilkenny, so that would mean Dublin, Wexford, and Kilkenny are all on six points, and it goes to score difference. And by far and away, Dublin have the worst scoring difference. So then, therefore, it would have to be a draw or a win for Dublin in Pierce Stadium in Galway for Dublin to move on to seven or eight points and be out of that uh, environment. Then it would go to head to head. Which we, you would only have Wexford and Kilkenny uh, on, on on six points, and Kilkenny would be knocked out on that basis. So mathematically, that's an equation that's very hard to come true, but it's possible. Now, if I was a Wexford or a Waterford person this weekend, who would you prefer to be? You definitely prefer to be a Wexford supporter because no matter what, they have their destiny in their own hands. If they beat Kilkenny, they're true. Because if, God, if Dublin lose to Galway, which everybody expects them to do, and lose handsomely, I would imagine, um, unless Henry wants to get Cody out of the championship early, because Galway, Galway do have a bit to play for in that if Kilkenny and Dublin both win, Galway don't get into the Leinster final, but they're guaranteed the All-Ireland series. Um, but if you're a Wexford player slash supporter, Wexford beat Kilkenny, you're in the All-Ireland series. And that's a brilliant place to be for them, despite the fact that they got the draw against Westmead. Interesting enough, if they didn't get a draw against Westmead or that Galway team, they'd be out. They wouldn't have a hope. They'd be on three points, and this would be a dead rubber. It'd be all dead rubbers. It'd be about seeing who's going to get into the Leinster final. So, I, I think you're right, team. Dublin were absolutely stink. Is the only word. Second half. In the second half. Second in the second half. But but what, what frustrated me about Dublin was they actually in the first half they had a load of great movement. Mellet in particular twice, but also um, the other lads. Out in front of their man, beat their man, do all the decoy runs, out and then miss the first touch or miss the catch. You're like, what in the name of Jesus? You wouldn't see that in Junior B in Waterford or Cork or Kilkenny or anywhere. And these are inter county top players. Missing the touch, it was was brutal. And as you said, that goal in the first half, fair play to Massey Keown, lovely little flick up. Should, shouldn't have scored a goal. Shouldn't have scored a goal. Have no. his, I don't blame the goal. I actually goal. don't blame the goal. He shouldn't have got the shot off. Probably, but it was a it was a weak shot as well. It was well into the ground, but it was still a weak shot. And then it was like Dublin decided we're going to give up here, lads. This is Kilkenny. We're going to do the normal, let them roll over us, and that's what they did. And double score, double scores. Like oh, I, like I couldn't, I, I couldn't believe it. Um, Parallel Park was absolutely wedged as well. Massive Dublin yeah. crowd in, like it was all set up for them. Nicely primed it, held held Kenny, you know, only only three points in or whatever it was at half time. Like great platform for him for, for them to go on and kick on. Um, and no Hugh Lawler, like no, no Hugh Lawler. On Cody had on Cody had been tied up. TJ had been tied up. Walter was after getting taken off. You know, King Kenny yeah. had gone well. Mossy Kiona gone well. But you know, Dublin were doing really really well, really well. So it just shows how frail they are. Like that. So you wouldn't, like you know, I couldn't see him doing anything against Galway at the weekend. I think, I think they will ultimately lose to Galway, which then kind of secures us 
Um, it does, yeah. Regardless, no, you know, Kenny don't want to And lose. actually, do you know what it, what it does? If, if Dublin lose, Kilkenny, it's guaranteed a Kilkenny Galway lens to final because Kilkenny's goal difference is so superior. Yeah. So yeah. even if even if Wexford beat Kilkenny and Dublin lose, it'll still be Galway Kilkenny in the lens to final. Yeah, lens to final. Kilkenny around plus 51, yeah. Wexford around plus 26. So it'd have to be a 13 or 14 point victory for Wexford. Which I can't see Kilkenny league team losing by that amount. Yeah. Um, that's why I liked about the one thing I did like about Kilkenny was that they just went for the juggler against Dublin then because they knew how much the score difference was worth. Like they, yeah. you know, they didn't pull up at all. To be fair, they brought no. in a few subs. Um, but I think that the changes that Cody made, Mossy Keown, I was delighted to see him back in. I love him. Like hurling wise, he's, he's limited. He's, he's good, limited, yeah. but he's a bull. He offers them something mm. completely different than what they have. Keen Kenny in full forward was a massive shock in, in in the corner. Like he's a midfielder. That's where he's been playing. Maybe out in the half hour line at times. He was fantastic in there. Um and it, it was good to see just some competition for places there. And even Walter, I thought was kind of unlucky type. He was doing okay. It wasn't fantastic. Cody whipped him off at half time. And my sister was sitting behind Cody in the first half and he was giving her dogs about Walter. He was saying Walter was holding back as in he wasn't going in for tackles and stuff. Next week he's gone at half time. Yeah. So I I think there's just you know, there's no one being given kind of a give him another five minutes or give him, we'll give him the first ten minutes of the second half. It's like he's gone. So I am kinda of liking that rootlessness. Uh Hugh Lauder missing is a, is a massive thing. Richie Reed centre back was fantastic. I think he he, he, he was, yeah. Was yeah, he? Yeah, was. yeah. 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 He's just a, I think he's a good um he plays it different than Paddy in that he Paddy Digna, he holds the centre. Um, he does, yeah. Yeah. So I think Andy Deegan is a lot more energetic around there. He likes yeah. to get around the field a bit more, doesn't he? Yeah. And I still think But he doesn't have the hurling for it though, that's the no. only thing. Yeah. Like so, Richie Reed does. Richie Reed does have the hurling. So I think he'd probably been a bit unlucky inside Mossy. So yeah, so coming into Saturday, you can hear in a in a great spot. It's in Nolan Park. But Wexford have something to play for. They're you know, damaged goods after the weekend against Westmead. But similar to what we've seen in Munster maybe like Waterford or Cork to a certain extent I don't I can't see where Wexford are going to lift to get to get a win they have to do so much improving and turn over like any team who are probably on in a bit of form now as well and have their and have their their tails up so it's hard to see Wexford getting a win it's hard to see even like Wexford having the players to turn that around and, and do you know, do the what Cork did last weekend. I mean, I don't think they have the caliber player to do it there. I think they're just, no, I can't see them turning over Kilkenny at this stage in, in, in the year. And as you said, there's a bit of rootlessness already come, you know, I mean, not already coming into to Kilkenny because it's always there with, with, with Cody, but Massey Keown and people like that coming in. I think you have a better balance. I, don't, I didn't like... Um, I didn't like what's his name, centre back Paddy Deegan. I thought I was thought he's better in the winger or the corner, like he's a savage man marker, like. Um, and and I think yeah, I think they'll win by about four, ah, I'd say seven or eight points, the weekend. Yeah, I think a big Wexford crowd would have travelled if they had a beaten Westmead. I still think a good Wexford crowd will come, but I think they have been hampered by that, that shocker up up there, like you know, and like. Uh, Westmead down to fourteen men as well. Now watching on the Sunday game, obviously it was just on the on the the roll up highlights. The camera was basically two oh two, God, two, mi- two miles away. I would have done better camera work on my phone at the bloody match. It was absolutely scandalous. Farty did adapt, but that's just that, that just shows though what 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 they what way they're set up. But um, yeah, like it, it they look they could have wait another couple of minutes still been bet. You know they would have been bet. So um, yeah, I think yeah, Wexford. I think Kenny will win. But I think Wexford will come with a bit of a performance for maybe that kind of 60 minutes. But I think Kenny will have enough um, because there's that competition there at the moment and hopefully um, get get the win that just makes makes complete sure of it. What do you think, Eagles? Yeah, there's, look, you're, you're probably loose and you're taking out the risk with your monster predictions because you don't really care too much about it. <laughs> oh, oh, can we be the same here in Leinster, Johnny? Um I'd love to say that I think Wexford come with a major performance and take on based on their league performance. But if you think about their last five competitive games, an absolute hockey against Waterford, um, a draw against Galway that they did, they did, they did not deserve. 
they were beaten by that Dublin team that Kilkenny just hammered um, and had chances to win it. Um, draw with Westmead and the hammered Leach in fairness. But on the flip side, if you think Rory O'Connor, Jack O'Connor, Leach in, Liam McGovern all click on a particular day and you look at their defence, it's fairly solid enough with, with um, Rec, Foley, the two big lads in the full back line that are still, so they haven't been playing well, but what are the two of the green and the white helmet, Liam Ryan and um, Matthew Handen? You do, and, and they hate to Kenny, right? They do. <laughs> Simple as. So, so I, I do get the feeling that there's a major performance in Wexford this weekend. It's their whole season on the line. Kilkenny, no matter what, will think that they're going to win, that they're going to be in the in the, in the championship. I, I, I wouldn't, I, I'm going to be a little bit loose here. I wouldn't look past, I wouldn't see a Wexford victory as a major surprise, even though I think Kilkenny are kind of tipping away there nicely now for a tilt at an Allard semi, an Allard final. Um, but I'm going to go with a slim slim Kilkenny win one to two points what do you think Johnny I, I said six points six points Harry's yeah. after coming in there lads he's, uh, he's, he's reading Liam he wants to <laughs> he wants to know have we, have we got to the Cork game yet <laughs> yeah he's like he heard the rubbish I talked last week so he doesn't want to be listening to us how many so. points Harry do you reckon for Cork <laughs> do you think Cork going to win Sunday da? no he doesn't um, <laughs> no, he does he does I'm joking I'm joking so D- Dublin Dublin Galway then like it's hard to see anything but a Galway win especially because Galway need to secure their Leinster final berth um, based on what Dublin just Offered up. Dublin can't score goals either. By the way, they have they've they have no threat on that inside forward line. I think that's a huge problem for them. Um, you can't see them racking up. They need to get over 25, 26 points to get a win up against Galway in total. I just can't see the doing that in Pierce Stadium. Yeah, can't see it at no. all. No. The last time Dublin played a decent match was probably in the opening round of the league when they drew a Waterford and Parnell Park. That was a bit of a dogfight in really bad conditions. Um, you're right, team. They've got no goal threat whatsoever. Like, the way they set up, they need... If they were to have a goal threat, they need to get Conor Callaghan to have out on Sunday and they won't. That won't happen. He's got playing for the footballers. He's the only goal threat that they have. Um, I think and the Galway defence is pretty solid in very good. Yeah, they're very good. You beat, yeah. you beat me too there, Sean. Yeah, just, yeah. Like Sorry. Morrissey is no, no, no. You're right. Morrissey, the blue corner back in is, is serious. Greedish is very good, and then yeah. Dyer Burke is back to his best. Carol McInerney is solid as a house again. Really, and really well organised. And then Lanyon is, is outstanding. Mm. So, um, Galway have been have been embarrassed. I would say twice by Dublin in the last four years. Majorly embarrassed. Um, I think. The last time Galway played, is the last time Galway played the Kilkenny match? It is. No, they played. Since. No, I played Westmead since the Hammer Westmead. Yeah, yeah. They got their their scoring difference up now as well. Yeah, so I think I, I think uh, Henry is going to be going to be ruthless. I think Henry, in the back of his mind, still can't believe Brian Cody did the pullback on the handshake and gave him the stare down. I think he is bullying. I think the competitor that he is and just. He's going to want to actually prove a point to Cody for the rest of the year. He's going to want to put him, put him in his place to, for, to an extent. Not that Brian Cody has a place, right? But in, in Henry's mind, I think that's where it's going to be at. So I, I do see a large Galway victory, which will mean the winners, which will mean Kenny are in the Leicester final, basically. Yeah, yeah, which is on two weeks' time after that as well. But no matter what, brilliant to have all games meaning something and that there's some up for grabs. Because we, we thought the Munster was going to be a dead rubber on the last day, which would have been a bit of a disaster. Brilliant, that, that's all up for grabs. Would have been grand by me. <laughs> would have been grand by you as a Warsaw <laughs> War, but looking forward to it again, and even for Leinster as well, Saturday night, all games up for grabs as well, something to play for. So it's a brilliant finish to the Round Robin series, and this is the benefit of the Round Robin, that you're getting four games, where and we're going to be getting cr- crossovers, or both of them are live on Sunday on, on RT as well for the Munster. So um, I'm going to be at the Kikini Wexford. In particular... In particular, the Leash West Speed one that is a huge game. Yeah. Loser goes back to Joe McDonough. Good, yeah. As as brilliant and as brilliant as West Mead have been, and probably as poor as Leash have been in the Glen's Championship, it all comes down to one game for Cheddar Plunkett versus Joe Fortune. Yeah. And you'd love to see West Mead win it because they have been the more progressive uh, in the Leinster Championship. But 
Antrim were far more progressive than Leash in the league and it came down to it and Leash got the result that they wanted against Antrim and Antrim are going down to Division 2A and Leash are still in the top flight. So that'll be a, that'll be a massive match as well. That's on at 6 o'clock on Saturday. As you said, Liam, you want to be at the match, you want to have the, 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 the wireless on in the year and then and you iPad. want to have the, the laptop. The iPad, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a, a serious weekend at Ireland. Yeah, looking forward to it, can't wait. Well, all right, well, we'll call time there because Giggles does have three minutes to get on to his meeting and my father's here wants to empty out shed I think so I gotta go here as well uh, Shani so we'll see you on Sunday you might stay up and watch the Cork water for will you or Cork and Tip you'll have to stay up and watch it's that 4 live. o'clock in the day isn't it yeah one more you'll have to stay up for that one you have to watch that one live 1am yeah oh, I'll, be, I'll watch it live yeah I'll, yeah. I'll go to yeah. bed early and go to bed early now tonight because you're a bit tired there now so maybe if you go to bed there now you won't be as cranky for the next day so thanks guys Thanks for joining Academia on Instagram, Facebook, and one, one thing, one thing. Big shout out to the Gary Owen hurlers at the win. Oh yes, league champions. Well done, Gary Owen. Great win, and to the footballers too. One as well. Well done. See you, lads. Double. Good luck.